0: What's up? This is Sarah Mack and welcome to Creative Magic Club. Together we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I am here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm very excited to introduce my guest today. We have Amber Hagberg, who is a lifestyle and business mentor living in the Costa Rica jungle. She holds space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives.
1: Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here today.
0: So... I know that you have had a lot of adventures on your way to being where you are and doing what you do today. So like, tell us your story. How did, how did all of this come about?
1: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Depending on where you want to start. (laughs) Um, I, um, I dropped out of college and I moved to Colorado to study yoga. And that took me on a whole adventure that I discovered this man who brought me to Costa Rica, where I learned how to surf and do handstands on the beach. And I was like, I want to move to Costa Rica and lead retreats. So um, we spent four years saving money and planning this adventure to come build like a retreat center and all the different things. And long story short, that relationship didn't work out. So I was like, am I meant to be in Costa Rica? And I was like, I need to meet more people in the jungle to be able to fill out my retreats. And in that journey, I became a life coach. I started teaching women on how to heal themselves, how to love themselves. And during the COVID-19 lockdown, I created my business. And when I was able to see the success of an online business and the impact it had on filling out my yoga retreats. That turned into like life transformational retreats in Costa Rica. It's like more people need to know this because I used to be a struggling yoga teacher getting paid $6,000 a year. And so my mission now is like, if you want to change the world and have a bigger impact and make lots of money doing it, it's possible. It's just learning the strategies because it's something that we're not taught. I don't believe we're taught that in college. I don't believe we're taught anything about money and financing and reinvesting the money that you have. And it's something that I'm really passionate about now is the money that we make, like, let's make that money make money.
0: (laughs) I love that so much, because, yeah, when I think, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm a yoga teacher, like, it's it's kind of like a similar um, archetype to like the struggling artist, right? Like, you always think of just like under earning, like people who are so heart-centered, like literally offering this like super life-changing, skill and tool and bringing people together it's like one of the most you know i've been doing i started yoga when i was 18 and i'm gonna be 38 this year and i do it like i've done it consistently almost every day for close to 10 years and you know it's just it's changed my life like i don't even really talk about it that much because it's just a part of who i am and but i think it's yeah like it deserve people who bring yoga to the world like deserve to be abundantly supported so like let's talk about it like what what was that shift for you like what had to change like what had to change in your mindset what had to change in your strategy what had to change in your habits like talk us through that transformation from going from like earning 6k a year as a yoga teacher to being able to do the work that you wanted to do and be abundantly paid for it
1: yeah you sent goosebumps down my my whole entire body because it was such a mindset shift like when I started this yoga coaching program, it's like, you can charge $3,000 to $10,000 for this coaching program. I'm like, no one's going to pay that. And I realized I had to do the inner work on what people would actually pay me. So I started out like $500 for the program, $1,000, 2500 And the biggest shift I seen was I had to see the value. And as you know, someone who's done yoga for 10 years, it will change your life. And if I didn't find the yoga path when I did, I wouldn't be who I am today. And there is no price point on that. So I had to give this program the value that it gives before someone else would actually pay that. But then afterwards, like once I started charging for this program, people started going through this program, I still get messages today on how they're using the tools and the practices that I taught them in this program to start a daily practice. And that is like, there is no amount of money that you can buy. If you have a better relationship with your family, if you're able to process the emotions, it's like, it's not a money thing. It's like, that's my life. Like it's an investment that you get return on investment over and over and over again. And so the deepest shift is I had to see that, like, it doesn't matter how much it is. It's what is it going to cost you not to learn these things? And I think for us as entrepreneurs, especially yoga, meditation, breathing, pranayama, it's why now I want to give entrepreneurs this practice so we don't keep hustling our way through because you go as a yoga yoga teacher, you're hustling, you desire to make more money and all of a sudden you're accidentally hustling to make more money when if you take care of yourself, you do yoga, you meditate you don't have to do more to make more. And so for me, it was just really seeing the value of what it means to someone to incorporate a daily yoga practice and how that gives you your life back, how it gives you time back. And if you have tons of money, but you're not healthy, then are you really actually wealthy?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And as somebody who, you know, I became an entrepreneur in the middle of like a really bad burnout from my previous career in film production. And so, you know, I got that lesson like really hard. <laughs> like when you don't have your physical health, like you literally have nothing. Like I I couldn't do that much. I had 6 p.m. headaches. Like I had to stop doing all the things I loved. I had very minimal energy to work, to, you know, like maintain the things that I needed to maintain my life. And um, so, yeah, I'm always reminding entrepreneurs, like, your physical health is the number one most important strategy to create consistency around. And, you know, I really saw the difference with yoga. Number one, the reason I started doing yoga every day is because I had back pain and I was going to a chiropractor. And as soon as I started doing yoga every day, I didn't have to go to the chiropractor anymore. I was just like realigning myself, right? And then, you know, I noticed when I stretched myself and I remember when I made my first investment in a yoga studio and it felt so stretchy for me at the time. That was when I was a copywriter. I had my copywriting business and, you know, it was like a hundred bucks a month or whatever. And because I was paying that, I was like, well, I'm going to go to at least three classes a week. When I made that commitment, like my energy shifted, my well-being shifted, my emotions shifted and my money like drastically increased. And I was like, oh, the more I do yoga, the better, you know, more energy I have, better quality decisions I make, the more money I make, the more freedom I have, the more joy I have. So I think it's yoga is like my favorite number one power tool in my entrepreneurial toolkit. And I'm really curious to hear about you know, the specifics of your money transformation, because I know there's a lot of limiting beliefs in, you know, wellness practices and in healers where it's, there's, you know, it's like this duty, right? Like a duty to serve, like when you can help people, you have to help people when you have a way of helping people, um, you know, and obviously like a desire to make these resources accessible to people. And that comes from, you know, such a genuine heart centered place that I feel like most, most of us like heart-centered entrepreneurs have and that's really like a big mindset it can become a big money block and it's something that you know i've had to work through so many of my clients have had to work through um like what did your journey of transformation specifically around money look like to you know really allow you to to receive more than you had before
1: yeah it was seeing that we were Really, we were conditioned to believe, like, even if it's outside of healing and yoga, that money is bad and having lots of it. It's like, because people with power have money and they do bad things. And the biggest shift I had to make is like, if you were a good person and you get money, you're still going to be a good person. And that money is just the amplifier of who you are in your heart. It's not going to change you. And when I started to see that so many yoga teachers, healers felt this way it was something that we've just been given down, given down, given down. And it's not something that you have to have and hold. And so when I took that shift in my own body and was like, okay, actually it's safe to create more money because what happened was my clients, they couldn't invest in themselves. They're like, I don't have the money. I want to take a yoga teacher training, but I can't, I want to go on a yoga retreat, but I can't, I want to do this for my health, but I can't. And it's like, Why should we be committed and devoted to serving and helping others live better, healthier lives, more energy, less emotion that's controlling us? These tools that we're giving to others, yet we can't invest in who we're becoming and mastering our own skills. That's where the shift happened for me. For me personally, it was like the more money I have, the more I can invest in what I know. And the more I can teach others. So when we become abundant, we become more devoted to our studentship. That's the lifelong practice. Like I left my yoga teacher training with one mantra. I'm committed to grow. And that mantra has came with me into the entrepreneurship journey. It's like, I'm committed to grow. I'm committed to being better than who I was. So the more money I make, the more invested I am in my business, more invested in my skills and in my clients, the more invested I am into my own inner health and being, and then I can better serve you. If I don't make money and I'm suffering and I'm not healthy, then I can't help you. So it's actually a disservice to not desire money. It's actually a disservice to undercharge. I used to teach yoga for less than $5 a class and I would drive 30 minutes to teach the class. So it's like, wow when we put it into perspective, how much we're taking from our, ourselves because of this lie that society has fed us. And I don't even know where it came from. Like, why do people think that yoga and Reiki and energy work should be free? I, I don't get it. I don't understand it yet. I used to believe it.
0: Before we get back to the episode, I have something exciting to tell you about. There were a couple of key things that changed everything in my life as an entrepreneur that allowed me to bring in six figures while working half as many hours and having more fun than ever before in my business. It was money mindset work around how I was doing business combined with getting good at sharing strategic sales content online. I know you know that this is your year to start hitting your 10 K month income goal and living the life of creative freedom and fulfillment you have been dreaming about. You're ready to be consistently attracting total dream soulmate clients through the creative content you're sharing on social media, and you want to be reaching more people, charging higher rates, and working much less. So I'm very excited to invite you to join me in Freedom Club, my mastermind, where you'll receive tailored high-level support to master the skills that will create your dream life and six-figure dream business starting now. With focused weekly trainings and coaching calls to find the clarity on your content that's going to make you the most money, to design a simple, fun launch strategy you'll enjoy following through on, plus daily support and feedback from me in the Boxer chat, you'll find that sweet spot in your business where you're the most confident in your work, having the most fun and making the most money. Go to withsaramac.com forward slash freedom club to apply now. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, that, I, I was just thinking that when you were talking, I was like, because I, I, I've unpacked a lot of these, you know, cultural stories specifically for creatives, specifically for women, but okay, here's what I think, because it's like, it's like the magical witchy powers, right, and we all know of women, and we all know that the witches were burnt at the stake, right, and like alternative therapies have been, um, you know, rejected by the academy, rejected by, you know, Western medicine, and um you know a lot of the like peer-reviewed um ways of analyzing and assessing medical practices and yeah I think it you know it's a combination of just the threat of women's power right like women's power has been oppressed throughout our culture for generations um But also I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's contribution from like the medical industry and like the pharmaceutical companies who, you know, they're really invested in people's sickness and they're invested in people becoming dependent on medications. And, you know, that's an industry. It's a big, big money-making industry. So, um, so there's that. And there's also, you know, there's a big difference between written history and oral history, and oral history has been, you know, traditionally rejected by academia. And that's one way that like colonialism has kept kept control over society. When you look at, you know, the like the First Nations, um, like Native communities, in, America, in the Americas that were obviously like the land was taken from them, that culture was taken from them, like oral history was a big part of the way that they communicate and the way that they share information. And yeah, so like the skill of language and the skill of reading and writing and having access to um, like those modes of communication. And that's one way that, you know, one culture has control over another is by keeping the power over access to the way that knowledge is passed on and prioritized and legitimized. So yeah, I think there's like a lot of influences in this conversation and it's really important to know that, you know, really in the past, like the witches were burned at the stake, right? For practicing these types of alternative, um, like, you know, creative healing modalities that are super unique and super hard to study when it comes to emotions and internal experiences. they have been rejected. You know, people have uh, have been, th- their lives and safety have been threatened for these practices. So I think we do carry a lot of fear in our bodies and in our nervous systems around, you know, taking a stand and really like legitimizing our intuitive gift. So I think there's a lot of that that we carry that we're just, yeah, not conscious of, don't know the full details around, like there's a lot of fucked up shit that went down in our ancestral straw lineages. So recognizing that, you know, I remember when I first started charging more money than I'd ever charged before, like I had a very visceral nervous system reaction. Like my body felt like it's not safe to ask for this much money. And it was just like a, a programming, right? And it's like, I had to create that evidence that like, no, like I can send out an invoice for thousands of dollars more than I've ever received before. And it get paid and have a like really good experience serving that client and the client loving to pay me and having to prove that to myself over and over again. So really acknowledging that it is an act of courage and, you know, we're changing, we're changing industries, we're changing the paradigm, we're changing our culture when we change our relationship to money. And like you say, really valuing what it is that we have to bring and coming at it from what you have described as a a place of deservingness. Like, of course we deserve to thrive. Of course we continue to, we deserve to continue to grow and expand our knowledge and expand our skills and our power and our ability to serve. I think this is such a powerful um, conversation. And so I would love to hear a little bit. I know you've talked about investing like, and that's another topic of conversation that just culturally like, women have been left out of, you know, historically. And so what did that look like for you in starting to, you know, like understand your relationship to investing and what role that played in, you know, building wealth for yourself?
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good conversation that you bring in about the nervous system especially when we're talking about yoga like how does it feel in your body and being able to listen to the messages of your body and that happens when we go investing in ourselves like someone's like yeah to invest in this program right you invest in someone else's services you invest in a skill you invest in yourself like the shift that I had in my life last year was like I invested more money into my my career than I That I made in my business. And I was like, why does this feel so scary and edgy, but like, it's okay to invest in college. Like you can go a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand $200,000 in debt to learn these skills that maybe you don't even want to learn but why does it feel to reinvest every single dollar I made in my business and then some, and it feel like it's not safe. And so I was like, wait, actually I'm investing in my, my business. I'm investing in my skills. I'm investing in my services and what I know just like I would in a college degree, because that's how serious I am in my best, my business. And so I don't invest in like retirement. I don't think that, you know, maybe we won't even be here when retirement happens and, That's a whole nother story. But I watched my dad work 80, 90 hours a week saving for, you know, after I got out of college saving for when he retired and he died at 52. And I was like, wait, I want to live now. So I started investing in my skills. I got yoga teacher training. I had to borrow the money from my grandfather. Then I invested in my business. I had to put it on a credit card. And now I just keep investing the money I make in my business into me which I'm I'm continuing still to get my return on investment from my yoga teacher trainings and my first business course. And so me being the safest investment there is. And then I also want to let my money make money for me. And I've done that in lots of different ways, but I put money into cryptocurrency. I put money into stock markets. I've built and sold houses and I just keep expanding. Like, what does that look like for me? Because for a while it was in the stock market. I was like, wait a minute. I would rather invest in myself and my lessons. So I'm selling stocks to invest in business mentorship, to invest in learning Kundalini practices, to invest in more of my skills rather than the stock market, because I believe in that. I've also used my income to invest in Facebook ads, which grows you know, publicity, it grows your reach, your expansion. And that has brought me more return on investment than one year in the stock market. So as I grow and evolve, I I change and shift my investing. But the first like big shift was investing in me. And when you pay $20,000, $30,000, $60,000 into you, you really have to love yourself. You really have to believe in yourself. You really have to be committed to your mission, to who you're becoming. And when that happens, your ROI is a lifetime. I, I just, I, I believe so much that like who you become is, is based on the energy that you have and you hold and who you're being. So even if you're not investing in money, what are you doing with your time? what are you doing with your energy every morning? As you said, I wake up, I meditate, I journal, I do yoga every night. I shut my phone off. I invest in being present with my family and this is time and energy that I'm investing. So how, how do you look at investing? It's like what you think, what you say, what you do, how you spend your time, how you use your energy and then energy also to be money as well.
0: That's such a a rich, um, like perception of the concept of investing i love that so much i could talk about you with this all day talk to you about this all day um but i'm gonna wrap it up thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom with us today can you share for anyone who like wants to keep in touch and um check out what you've got going on where can where can people find you
1: Yeah. Thanks so much. And I'm excited to continue expanding this conversation more and anyone listening, if something sparks something inside, you can reach out, tag me on Instagram at Amber Hagberg. I also have a podcast Amplified Impact, which you can find Sarah on in the coming months and yeah, say hi on Instagram. That's where I hang out usually all day behind the scenes. What's going on here in Costa Rica. If you ever decide to travel, you want to know what that looks like. You can ask questions as well
0: amazing thank you so much amber for coming on thank you everybody to listen for listening please share this episode with anybody you know needs to hear this message and we'll see you next week bye Bye. for more inspirational content head over to my website withsarahmack.com and please support the show by liking commenting and subscribing